This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Helping Hands with me, George Mulligan, a show that shines a light on community organisations in Christchurch and the good work that they're doing. Okay, well, welcome along to Helping Hands radio show. And this afternoon we have Michael with us. And Michael is the CEO of Kilmarnock Enterprises. Good to have you along, Michael. Kira George, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. Now, just to explain to everyone a little bit about what Kilmarnock Enterprises does and what they're involved with. Sure. Yeah. So Kilmarnock is a social enterprise, mm-hmm. and our main purpose for existing is to provide employment and education for people with disabilities, intellectual disabilities, learning disabilities. And the whole idea there is to provide um, opportunity to really succeed in life and have a purpose and just build confidence. And that's not just about having a thriving life at work, but also out in the community. Oh, excellent. Okay. And uh, how many how many people do you have in, uh, at Kilmarnock Enterprises? It's quite a big organisation, isn't it? Yes, there's 70 of us all together. Mm-hmm. So that comprises of a big group, about 60 in the factory, yeah. working on, on the different contracts, and then the leadership team and supervisors. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you've, actually, you've actually had some exciting news this, this morning, I hear. You were at a, at a product launch via Zoom because yes. of COVID, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a contract. It's called the Soft Plastics Collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. project. Um, and it's one that was running since 2014, but stopped abruptly about two years ago. And that's where if, you, if you're a, a shopper at the um, supermarkets like New World or the warehouse stationery shops, you could drop your soft plastics off. And when I say soft plastic, it's an example is the, the plastic that wraps around your toast yeah. or the plastic around your toilet rolls. And what we used to do up t- to two years ago is go around at Kilmarnock and collect yeah. Bags fall out of the bins. I think there was the uh, they they described it as any plastic that you can scrunch in your hand. Is exactly, that the sort of it's the... a really good way of describing yeah. it. Mm. So it doesn't go in your yellow bin. Mm-hmm. It's that one. And now um, it got stopped because of various things to do with China and Australia, but it's restarted again. It's been operating again in the North Island for the last year, mm-hmm. and it's set to kick off in Christchurch this week. And the launch Excellent. was yeah. actually at a countdown. And there will be 13 countdowns in Christchurch that are starting this week to collect. Yeah. And the great thing about that for Kilmarnock is we have a job for someone who goes around and picks up the bags. Mm. Okay. So it's, it's just one person that's employed in that at the moment? We or? have a couple of people. So oh, there's a backup driver yeah. and then there's someone who works the bailing machine because mm-hmm. obviously it all comes back and we have to pack it down to get it sent off to be made into products. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I went around to the, I was lucky enough to go for a visit to the factory and, and have a look at all the amazing sort of diverse range of uh, things that you've got there. And I remember you uh, mentioning a pathway to sort of work mm. and 
getting into other work. How, how long would most people stay at Kilmarnock Enterprises? That that's that's great question because it varies so much. Yeah. So traditionally, it would have been a job for life. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of our team he retired at Christmas last year. And he'd been there forty five years. Wow. Yeah. So straight from school. Yeah. Um, and we've had a number who are still there who were straight from school who have been there 30, 35, 40 years. Yeah. But when people join Kilmarnock now, we talk to them more about Kilmarnock being part of their journey into open employment, mm-hmm. not their destination. But it's also important that they know that if it does work out and they want to stay, we're not going to show them the door. Yeah. yeah. But for those where it is a pathway, we run a, an academy where we help develop uh, work readiness skills, work experience, and even we run a, an NZQA course where it allows our employee to uh, get up to a level one in numeracy and literacy, which is often the first formal qualification they've yeah. ever attained. Yeah. And then it's a case of trying to find an appropriate job outside of Kilmarnock uh, when the time is right for them to transition to. So it's a very important and exciting pathway journey that we're working with the individual mm-hmm. that is very individual, mm-hmm. de- developing with them. Yeah. Uh, just just off the top of my head, I, can't, I don't have the number in front of me. Was it 1959 or 1956? 1958. You're close there, George. Okay. Yeah, it's been, a long, it's been, a, been there a long time. It's a, a, a long, thriving company. Yeah. It has. And we, we like to think we're part of the landscape of yeah. Canterbury. Mm. And many will know us for different reasons. Poppies comes up, Kilmarnock toys. Uh, neither of which we do anymore, really? sadly to say. That was very sad when we couldn't mm. do the toys anymore. Mm. But yes. Um, yeah. And so when when you talk to people from um, other employers that have, have hired someone from Kilmarnock Enterprises, there's a lot of, uh, I suppose, um, mis-ideas, not misinformation, mis-ideas about what hiring a, a person with a mental disability mental um, illness might might be like. Are you are a lot of employers ple- pleasantly surprised by by how well some of the, the workers fit in with their team? They they are. Yeah. They are. It's often um a bit of an unknown step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and they may have heard about the benefits, but to experience it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And more and more companies are developing sustainability goals or being more inclusive. And so this is their step in to see what it's like. And one of the preconceived incorrect ideas is the impact on the organisation in terms of productivity or output. Because what happens is if you're inclusive as an organisation and have more diversity, your culture really grows. And you actually, you'll find as a team, as the, the corporate result is a better outcome. The bigger picture is better. The individual themselves may not operate as fast, but there are unique talents mm. within a person who has an intellectual disability. I, re- I remember you saying that they had their, their superhero skills was their ability to do manual, repetitive jobs well and quickly, and that was sort of like almost a, a superhero skill that a lot totally. of those, those it, it totally have. is. It's yeah. their unique genius. Yeah, and it's really important that things that are done repetitively, are done at a, a standard, mm. a consistently high standard. Mm. And that's what our team are really good at. So yeah. all our jobs are pretty much, at the moment that we do, around assembling or packaging, where it is repetitive, but it has to be done at a high standard. Mm. Where you and I, perhaps, might get a little bit distracted 
and uh, our quality would go down over time. So there's a real benefit of someone taking someone on where there's a job of, of that nature, where they can really stick at it and focus and do a fantastic job. But beyond that, they contribute to culture. They bring a balance. Mm, yeah. so we've got two of our team who work with one of our customers every morning at Terra Cat, which used to be called the Golf Group, and they're part of their team in the morning. They do a job in their lab there cleaning test tubes. Then they have morning tea. They mix with the team, and they very much regard two of our team members to their team members. Mm. So they're really embracing diversity. I used to work uh, doing data entry for uh, turning forms and writing, printing them on, typing them onto computer. And uh, they the, got made redundant from that job. But in, in general, I've found that I've been replaced by scanners for data entry jobs. Mm. Automation must be a, a big problem with with those sorts of manual, repetitive jobs that a lot of them have been replaced by automation. Is that something that you found? In... Yes. It's tended to impact those contracts that we probably wouldn't be able to get our hands on anyway because of the scale. Yeah. Because if you're a company looking to fully automate or put some automation in, you, you, to be able to afford that amount of infrastructure, you mm. have to have quite a big volume of product. Yeah. And so that is of the scale that we wouldn't be working on anyway. So it tends to be that medium size or smaller startup company out of a garage where they've got all this work to do, but definitely they haven't got the capital to, to invest in the machinery. So it's perfect for them and their growth to yeah. outsource to us mm. yeah. for us to do it manually. You're, you're mainly business to business, aren't you? So that's where the, that sort of whole outsourcing yes. thing comes in. Exactly. Businesses yeah. come to us, like Fonterra, like uh, Terra Cat, as I said, and foodstuffs. That's um, right. They own a company called Murdoch Manufacturing, mm. and we do all the herbs and spices. So if you're shopping in foodstuffs like a New World or a Pack and Save, and you're in the food aisle buying herbs and spices, you'll see the PAMS range. And we pack all of those for New Zealand. Fantastic. It's one of our yeah. big contracts. Mm. And you've actually got some exciting news there as well, that you've got a new product that's going to be in supermarkets from this week. Yes. So for people who have tuned into Seven Sharp um, last week, and back in April when COVID hit, they were running a story with uh, an organisation like Kilmarnock in Auckland uh, who developed a product called Will and Able, which is uh, an eco-cleaning product range. And they they gave us the opportunity to p- partner with them to do some filling of containers and some selling of the cleaning product as well. So we've jumped on board with that. And we, we actually, at Kilmarnock, we specialise in the bulk size. So five litre and 20 litre size. So you can imagine you have your domestic range of cleaning products. You may use one of the other eco brands. I really encourage people to try the Will Enable brand it's all very friendly to the environment, but more importantly, it's actually providing work for us because mm. we've now got extra jobs where the team clean the bottles and they fill the bottles and they put labels on and they're even helping with the dispatch. That's all sold online, except for, as George said, we're um, starting to sell one product in Countdown from this week. It's the dishwash. So look on your shelf if you see a dishwash sitting there. Um, it wants to be bought. It'll have a nice picture of one of the team who packaged it, and that will really support us. Excellent. Uh, just 
just going back a little bit to to the nineteen fifty eight and, and starting yes. and the sort of the journey. There's there's a lot of talk these days about um, political correctness and tolerance and sort of uh, a, a lot more awareness of of using the right language and of pe- treating people correctly. Have you seen since since you've been at uh, Kilmarnock Enterprises? Have you seen? Do you think we've become a more tolerant society from the coal front? Or I think we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. We've, we've got somewhere to go. Um, it's like most change, and it can be frustrating trying to keep up with the right terminology, and you don't want to offend anyone. It's better to actually ask mm. the person if you're not sure. Yeah. Mm. Or the carer, even you know how do I you know how do I talk about the disability or this person. But actually, what we're finding and seeing, and this was true for me, is seeing the capability rather than the disability. And I think when we've reached there, wherever there is, it'll be really valuing um, diversity Mm. and being inclusive. Mm. And actually, we won't see those labels. We won't see disability. We'll see diversity. We'll see people who are different. Mm not better or worse, mm. more disabled, but just different. Mm. Everyone is contributing to their potential. And like you say, that makes a, a huge contribution to the culture of a workplace when you can see different people's abilities rather than disabilities. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> now, how long have you been working for uh, Kilmarnock Enterprises? So back in 2014, I had a coffee with the then CEO, Mm-hmm. In between jobs, mm-hmm. I was keen to kind of network and see what I could do because I've a, I really have always wanted to work in places which would make a difference. Yeah, um, and she took me on a tour of Kilmarnock, and so that was in 2014, and and I life just turned around for me in that moment. Yeah, for exactly the reason we just mentioned, I came away seeing the being overwhelmed by the sense of capability, mm. and and got to meet people that I would normally not meet, you know, in my normal day to day. And just realise, wow, this is powerful stuff. I want to have a part of this. Mm. So I was invited to be a trustee. So I joined as a trustee for four years with no, you know, knowledge of there being a job one day. But mm-hmm. I was I was being able to get involved yeah. as a volunteer. And that really um, helped me learn a lot about the sector and about the work that Kilmarnock does. And then there was an opportunity actually to do fundraising. Yeah. And I'd worked in the UK for a, for a charity for 10 years, uh, a really big charity, so fundraising was a big thing. So I was able to bring that skill to Kilmarnock. And then the CEO was moving on and the opportunity came up and I jumped at it. And I have to say I've got the best job in the world. Excellent, yeah. Uh, what would be a highlight out of those those six years for, for you that would be one of the, the moments that you think, wow, that's... Yeah, that's... That's tough and they're not tough because there are many. That's mm-hmm. why it's tough. But one for me was two weeks ago. It just is an instant standout where we were saying farewell to one of our team because he's just got a job in a local Christchurch company, which is one of our transition successes. It was just fantastic. So he, we had him up and I was doing a little speech and then I always offer up to the floor to everyone in the factory, would anyone else like to say something? And one of our team members who, on the surface, if you could look at him and think he he looks disabled, he's you know, not able to communicate, he stood up, he said, yes, Michael, I've got something to say. And he gave a speech better than anything I could have ever said. He said, on behalf of the staff and your, and your team here, 
I would like to wish you all the very best for your new job. It was like draw jobbing. And mm. again, I shouldn't have been surprised because mm. what I said, yeah. that capability has always been there. But what working at Kilmarnock has done is lifted confidence. He was able to comfortably stand up in front of 70-odd people and deliver a speech without even a blank, without any nervousness. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I just sit there thinking, this is what we're here, about, here for. This is about empowering people to reach their potential. Because one of the things that you notice when you go through the factory is there is a, a great sense of camaraderie at mm. Kilmarnock. And that, that always boosts confidence in, in people's abilities, yeah. And you also have the there's sort of a um, like a system that helps with their nutrition and their yes. mental health. And there's, there's sort of guidelines, isn't there, and sort of progress awards and things like that to yes. help so them on the right track. Yeah. That's our health and wellbeing program, mm-hmm. which would be the envy of any workplace. It's something that every workplace should have, and many do. Yeah. And that's right, George, we invite people in to talk about nutrition, eating right, and encourage people to exercise, even mm-hmm. go for a walk at lunchtime. And every time the team do something like that, they get a, an activity point. So at the end of the year, there's a big prize giving. Everyone's a winner, but some are really off the Richter scale when it comes to points. Yeah. Um, and we celebrate that together. Because yeah. it keeps us healthy mentally as well as physically. And it's good from a work perspective because absenteeism and sickness is minimal and they're the kind of benefits that any organisation could achieve. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, today as we're doing this this interview, it'll be in the future when you hear this, of course, uh, but we've just gone into, or Auckland's just gone into a level three lockdown and so that, that begs the natural question of how has COVID affected Kilmarnock Enterprises and things for yeah. Kilmarnock. It's been a rocky road like um, many people have experienced because mm-hmm. you know, being a business, being a social enterprise, it has to run a business as well. We're reliant on the income that we earn from the contracts that we do to be able to pay wages. Yeah. We're still also reliant on government funding, which we get funding as well. Um, so when COVID hit, our number one priority was obviously the, the well-being of our team. So that was a bit of a no-brainer. Some of our customers work is regarded as essential product. So it was a bit of a dilemma, you know, and communication with our customer, yeah. customers about how we're going to get through. But most of them were really understanding of our situation. So we did a lockdown, yeah. like most businesses. And then we had to set about, well, for me, it was looking at the, you know, the financial future. How are we going to survive beyond COVID? Mm, mm. Um, and thankfully, the government came up with the wage subsidy which took some quite a lot of pressure off yeah. to help us focus on trying to replace some work that we'd lost. And the rest of the team were focusing on supporting the team because, again, they're at home a lot of our team, yeah. independently living mm. or with the group, and we couldn't just leave them to their own devices. Some have carers, but they don't live with their carers. So we had online games and quizzes and entertainment to keep them going for six weeks or whatever it was. But the biggest impact business-wise was the loss of our, or on a hold, our contract with Air New Zealand. Mm-hmm. What we did for Air New Zealand for people who have visited Kilmarnock is we used to clean the headsets from the international flights. So we get them in big jumbled up bags and we've had that contract for over 10 years. It was really important to us for providing work and mm. income. Yeah. 
And as we know, flights stopped and um, no more headsets. So we had a real challenge there. So I, that's when the Will Enable product became the opportunity for us to replace that, and it has. Yeah, I was thinking, because there would have been, has there been any unexpected advantages from COVID where it's provided an opportunity as well as providing obvious problems and challenges? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it has been balanced out um, around food manufacturing. That saw it a lift. Mm-hmm. So for the six months from April, May last year, we saw a, a reasonable lift in demand for product around food. Yeah. Um, herbs and spices, because people are at home doing a lot of baking. Um, so that was an opportunity for us to kind of um, balance out some of our losses. Mm. Um, but there's still ongoing challenges. A lot of people know about the shipping stories, about container ships passing Littleton because they've run out of time in their schedule. So suddenly containers are being sort of on boats rather than on the dock, and yeah, that's, that's actually right. impacting yeah. a lot of supply and demand and retail and organisations like manufacturing. Mm. And looking ahead into the, the future, into your crystal ball, uh, what what do you see for opportunities for Kilmarnock going going forward and any exciting plans in the near future? For We're always dreaming up the next big best thing, right? Yeah. But for us, it's being making sure that we continue to be relevant to society. And that's about our team being more and more integrated and included in society. Yeah. Um, so my view, my vision is to have Kilmarnock viewed as an open employer. So not just pe- for people with disability, but also just, you know, ev- every section of life of people that we live with and amongst for our team to experience that diversity for themselves. And for those who we do find jobs, fine. But yeah, I think that's really important for us to be relevant going forward. Um Growth ambitions. It's, we've always we're always looking for new work because we've got a list of people who want to come and work at Kilmarnock, mm-hmm. and we can only take on people based on the jobs that we have. So if we can take on more, and we've got room to more jobs, whether it's assembling something or packaging something or recycling, we, we recycle electronic waste. Please come and visit us. We'd love to talk. Yeah. And you've actually just fairly recently moved into a, a brand new building in... Um, and a Wigram way. Wigram, yeah. Yes, yes. That was that was very exciting. Yeah. Because uh, we were based for 50, 56 years in Rickerton Road. People in Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock Street was the yeah. namesake there. Yeah. And uh, basically the building was falling apart mm. and uh, it was mm. well beyond its use. Yeah. And fo- we're finding it hard to get new work because it wasn't suitable to yeah. do the work. Mm. And, I, and I tell you what, also the team deserved better. Mm. They deserved a more modern, up-to-date working environment. And the trust owned the land and the buildings and were able to put a deposit down on a new build. So, yeah, there's a lot of work to do to pay that off. <laughs> but we have a lot of friends. Yeah. And the bank That's is right. one of our friends. Yeah. So so just in terms of um, the the staff that work there, you said you had about 70 staff, and presumably not all of them would have their licence. Uh, so so how right. do people get to work and uh, transportation? Good, good question. Um, it's actually pretty evenly split in three ways. Mm-hmm. So a third of the team travel by bus, public mm-hmm. transport, and many of the public might have had the opportunity to be on the bus and, and get to know some of the team. 
um, a third bike, which is great along in terms of our health and well-being program and them keeping fit. And a third either drive or get dropped off or walk. Right. Yeah. There are about four that have their own license. Yeah. And one of them is doing the soft plastics run. So. Oh right. Yeah. So you've got a, ra- yeah. a range of uh, abilities. Yeah. And in terms of their living situation, right from living within um, uh, sharing with a carer within a small community where they mm-hmm. have a carer, mm-hmm. or independently on their own, or with mum and dad. Yeah. And, and so how is, um, it's, it's at Lodestar Road, isn't Lodestar it? Lodestar Avenue. Lodestar Avenue. How is Lodestar Avenue for public transport and stuff? Is it sort of reasonably well positioned for buses and... We had to do some work. When we moved out there, it was more, well, it's an industrial area. Mm-hmm. So we had to work with the local bus company and convince them that they need to run a bus beside our work. So we got one drop-off in the morning and one pick-up in the afternoon. Yep. And then there's about a 20-minute walk to the, to another bus network. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the team catch two buses a day. They'll yeah. be up at 5.36 to get mm. to work. So there's a lot wow. of dedication yeah. and commitment, yeah. and, and they're often queuing at the gate to get in. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Most most businesses would be, be wishing for that problem, I'd say. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming in and giving us a, sort of an insight into what goes on at Kilmarnock Enterprises, Michael. And and so if people want to find out more about Kilmarnock Enterprises, there's, it's www.kilmarnock.org.co.nz. Yeah. That's the best place. Yeah. Great. Yeah, um, well, thank thank you for for showing us what goes on and uh, all the best with the soft plastics launch and enable and all the other wonderful things that I'm sure are coming from the market. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, George. Thank you.